And Jill in the morning. <laughs> Only on Dixie 105.7. Studio just wrapped up the show on a Tuesday morning, and I don't know, uh, uh, freezing cold? No, freezing cold is a pipe dream, baby. I was just out there. It's bitter cold. 41 by the temp in my car, but I got to tell you, it feels more like 31 because uh, we, we got a wind blowing. And it's coming off the Atlantic Ocean. That makes it even colder. You don't believe me? Yes, that little girl from Titanic, she'll tell you. It's Ray Turner, and uh, coming up in this uh, podcast, we're going to recap some of the things we talked about and some of the things we did not get a chance to do on the morning show. Uh, the big thing everybody was talking about this morning is the fact that uh, we gave away mega tickets and we got more coming your way. You want to know who's going to be at the uh, Veterans United Homelands Amphitheater, part of the country mega ticket 2020. Brad Paisley is going to be there on June the 12th. It's going to be a 7 p.m. show. That'll be a Friday night show. That'll be a good show. Jordan Davis, Gabby Barrett, newcomers, going to be on the uh, on the tour with him. That's exciting. Chesney is coming back. It's about time we got Kenny Chesney back. He's going to be there on um, on a Wednesday night. Not very happy about that, but there's nothing we can do about it. June 17th with Kenny Chesney at the Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. Lady Annabellum is going to be there on Thursday, August the 6th. Jake Owen, Maddie and Tay going to be on the tour with them. Chris Young. Thursday night, August the 13th, Scotty McCurry and Peyton Smith going to be on tour with him. Luke Bryan, Friday night show. Thank God for that. August 21, 7 p.m., Morgan Wall and Runaway June and Rascal Flats. Calling it quits after 20 years. I remember I remember having those guys in the studio way back, way back when. Way back, um, little band from Ohio. A couple of them were on. Who was that? Was it Patty Loveless's? band that uh, a couple of those guys were in it'd be nice to see the guys september the 11th up at the veterans united home loans amphitheater all part of the country mega ticket now something we do um on a regular basis up there is um is get a chance to just see these guys uh and spend a little time with them before the show and so whenever we do that normally uh, if it's Rascal Flats, then Jill, uh, who's the uh, the bow hunter, will pair off with Gary. Gary's the guy with the big hair. Gary LeVox, the lead singer. His his name literally trans... Um, what am I trying to say here? Translates into the voice. LeVox. Gary, Le Gary LeVox. Gary the voice. Uh, so they go over and they talk about hunting. One of, one of the guys, Joe Don or Jay told me that he's got like a hundred mounts or so, or maybe it was Gary told me he had that. So where does he put him? He go in one of his 10 houses. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but Hey, Luke Bryan, Chris Young, Lady Annabellum, Kenny Chesney, Brad Paisley. Now tomorrow on the show, we're going to do a montage of uh, six songs. You'll have to name the six artists and the six uh, titles all within 20 seconds. And you do that, you'll win a pair of country mega tickets. How exciting is that? Speaking of Luke Bryan, Luke has got Crash My Playa, which kicks off tomorrow. Uh, today's the 21st, by the way. 21 days into the new year. So tomorrow is, uh, is Crash My Playa, which kicks off down in Mexico. That annual big party they do down there. And Luke says one of the cool things, one of the things he's looking at doing 
he's looking at having um, or excited about having Aldine with him because then they can do some of the songs they used to do when they were on tour together. I think that's kind of neat. That'll that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and I wish we were there. But we'll keep you up to date on all the uh, all the fun going on down there. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about, including <laughs> very crazy story coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, where uh, there was a couple in the Philippines that uh, did a lewd act in public, and someone and well, they filmed themselves, and police are looking for it. But that's the police are looking for him. But that's not the shocking part. The shocking part is the two male police officers who are investigating the case instead of showing the video around and the picture, and there's a clear picture, I mean, clear, crystal clear, they reenacted the Ludak with their clothes on. It just makes it seem kind of weird. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Now, speaking of unprofessional stuff, what is the most unprofessional thing you've done at work? Somebody put out a brand new list and there's some crazy stuff here. This one person uh, responded and said, listen, a customer told me they were allergic to chives. So I put chives in his quesadilla so that he would return it untouched and I could eat it. <laughs> the survey came from BuzzFeed, by the way. Uh, someone says, uh, I packed all eight of my students in my car so we could go see why my man wasn't answering his phone. Wow. Someone said they had relations with their boss so they could get a $3 raise. They didn't, they didn't specify, is it $3 an hour or, or just an overall $3 raise for the year? But they, they got with the boss so they could get that. Somebody responded to this Buzz, BuzzFeed survey and said, a girl sitting next to me roasted a whole chicken at her desk. How do you do that without, without somebody going, what is that delicious smell? Katie, where are the, where are the uh, reports we need? That chicken smells good, by the way. And I've been, I've been in a couple of those situations. I worked with a guy that uh, that kind of set his own schedule, even though he wasn't supposed to. He would just wander in because knowing that the boss didn't keep track, he would, he would come in whenever he felt like it. <laughs> and I worked with another guy who used to sleep underneath the uh, underneath the control board at the radio station. I did mornings out in the Midwest, out in Kansas. And I came in one morning and uh, this guy had folded up his leather jacket to make a pillow out of it and was sleeping underneath the console. And I woke him up and he said, oh, I do this all the time. <laughs> he would just put it, he put on a couple of long records or put an album on and then he would just go to sleep. He would do that. I worked with a guy once that got in a, in a, a fist fight out in front of uh, the studios and accidentally locked himself out, took the radio station off the air by accident because they ran out of music. Somebody said, I uh, went to the movies, I uh, went and uh, did it all on the clock. Then I went back to the office and clocked out, went home. Somebody said uh, they made uh, cupcake, cupcakes with X-lax because someone was stealing their lunch. You've thought about that. You've thought about some kind of event. I thought about, I've got sweetener, a special kind of sweetener that I buy. And I really thought about replacing it with salt one time because somebody was using it and that stuff's not cheap. I didn't do it, but I thought about it. Also thought about putting uh, liquid fabric softener in replace of my creamer 
but I didn't do that either. <laughs> I thought, oh, did I think about it? Yeah, oh, I think about it a lot, but I didn't do it. Somebody responded to this BuzzFeed interview and said they, uh, to this BuzzFeed um, request here for weirdest things or most unprofessional things done at work and said they had a Skype interview with another company. How about that? And number one, more people responded saying they watch porn at work than anything else. Can you believe that? Wow. The most unprofessional things done at work. Crazy stuff. Country music news for you. We talked to you a little bit ago. I uh, told you that uh, Luke Bryan, very excited about uh, hanging out with Al Dean at the Crash My Playa. Cody Johnson says he likes to make the girl scream. Says when he was in high school, uh, he decided to, uh, you know, he wanted to be a country singer. So he performed at their talent show, sang a Garth Brooks song, and the girls went absolutely crazy for it. He was amazed to hear them all scream when he did If Tomorrow Never Comes. So the girls went crazy, did nothing but scream. Maybe made him want to be at a country star even more. <laughs> you can't you can't blame him for that. So Super Bowl 52 is on the way, or uh, 52. Super Bowl 54 is on the way. And we, we weren't on the air yesterday. The reason we weren't here yesterday was uh, Martin Luther King Day. Of course, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Titans, much to the chagrin of all the Nashville fans out there, uh, to become the uh, AFC champions. Here's the call. My buddy Mitch Holtis has the call uh, from 1350 uh, there in uh, Kansas City. And boy, if he wasn't excited, I don't know who was. Check this out. Here's the call from the network. 50 years of waiting. 50 years. Their dreams have come true. Hail! Hail to the king of the Chiefs kingdom forever! Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream! Kansas City is the AFC champion! They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54! Final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. Now, most of you know, if you spend any time on my show, you know I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm from Kansas. I, I grew up in the, I say, in the shadow of uh, of Arrowhead Stadium, where the Kansas City Chiefs play. I'm very happy. Happy for Mitch Holtis. Happy for my buddy, uh, Dale Carter, who is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs there in stadium. And I'm sure they're going to enjoy their trip to Miami. Miami and San Francisco. Going to be quite the game. The 49ers downing the Packers to become the NFC champions. Here's what that call sounded like out in California. Aired out downfield. Picked. Richard Sherman gets his fourth in his postseason career and ends this game. San Francisco going to the Super Bowl with a big win over Green Bay. 7 to 20. Now, they say this year's Super Bowl tickets may be the most expensive uh, of all time. Last year, uh, they were going for some kind of record. Man, I mean, uh, just, just crazy numbers. If you want to be in a suite uh, and hang out with like 22 other people, you can get them for, I think, for $3,000. I saw that online somewhere. Um, and I you know, remind me because I want to talk about prop bets for Super Bowl here in just a little bit. But it looks like tickets at SeatGeek, on average, resale price right now, $6,232. That's about $6,300 more than I want to pay. That's $1,000 over the previous uh, high high price for last year. No, the, no, that was 52 was when the watermark was set. Average price for resale, 
reach $5,000, $5,373. This year, they're getting $6,000 for those tickets. The cheapest seats you can pick up, it looks like, are going to be around $5,700 after fees. The most expensive, uh, 72 club. You can get up in the club uh, club seats, nine, $19,000, $19,605, $19, closer to $20,000. For seats at Super Bowl 54, Kansas City, San Francisco. And listen, if you're if you're looking, like I said, to hang out with a group, you can get in a 22-person seat. Um, it's going to be about $3,333. It's about the cheapest you can get these tickets online right now. Unless you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. San Francisco. Or not San Francisco. San Francisco, Kansas City was going to be in Miami. I've not yet been. Would love to go. Get me a Super Bowl. I could. I could do a, a media pass, but I don't have time to get away. And be listening to the radio stations because we've got some big Super Bowl giveaways. We always team up with Budweiser. We do that every year. Always a fun time. So if you're not listening here at the Tar Hill State, or even if you are, do you live in a state that has a rival state? Apparently, most of us do, all with the exception of Hawaii anyway. There's a new map breakdown of everybody's, every state's least favorite state. Somebody did a poll on Instagram. 3,000, uh, no, uh, 320,000 people were polled on Instagram, asked about their least favorite state. California is the most hated state of them all. Basically, every state in the Pacific or mountain time zone doesn't like California. And for what it's worth, California doesn't like Texas. Folks in California say Texas is their least favorite state. What about the Tar Heel State? Where we originate this podcast. North Carolina's least favorite state? South Carolina. So you would think South Carolina maybe doesn't like us? No. South Carolina hates Ohio. Maybe because of the Clemson-Ohio State football thing. That could be. So, yeah. Jersey is the only state that uh, hates everyone else. <laughs> Apparently, people in New Jersey uh, nominated so many, uh, so many states, they just figured out they just hate everybody. New Jersey doesn't like any other state. Uh, is there one state out there that hates itself? Florida. People in Florida don't like people in Florida. Could it be because of all the criminal stories that came out of Florida or the crazy people that, that live there? I don't know. There's one state that couldn't come up with a rival. Only Hawaii. Huh. How about that? Of course, everybody loves Hawaii. Why not, right? Hawaii. The Aloha State. Paradise. Why not? So uh, coming up tomorrow morning of the show, we're going to do another country montage. And we're going to say uh, congratulations uh, to Malcolm, Malcolm Dawson, mega ticket winner from down in Avon, North Carolina. He picked up a pair of country mega tickets. You're going to want to be listening tomorrow morning around 710. That's where we're going to do another country montage. And what that is, is it's a quick montage of six songs. 
and you'll have to come up with the artist and the title for all six of those songs. If you do that, and listen, today's was really hard. Malcolm did it. You can do it too. You'll be listening tomorrow morning. We'll give you another chance to win. So now that we're talking about Super Bowl, let's talk about the prop bets for Super Bowl 54. And there should be some interesting ones there. Online bookies taking prop bets. Uh, things like what color of liquid is going to be poured on the game game winning coach. That's always a prop bet. Lime green or yellow, odds on favorite. Um, which is roughly about 27% say it's going to be lime green or yellow. Clear, uh, which would be water uh, or something like that. Uh, and red or pink, uh, 25% say that's going to be it. Blue or orange, four to one odds, 20% of people. Purple, uh, about 7% say, yeah, it could be purple. Uh, what about the announcers? Joe Buck, Troy Eggman, going to be your announcers for Super Bowl. Will they say the word Patriots? No is the odds favorite. I don't know. At some point there, they're going to say, they're going to utter this phrase. First time the Patriots haven't been in Super Bowl since blank. I bet you hear that phrase. Maybe not. Maybe I should get in on that action. I don't know. Other uh, prop bets are doing who's going to win the Puppy Bowl. I don't think I've ever watched uh, the Puppy Bowl. Uh, Team Fluff, odds on favorite. Uh, Team Fluff over Team Rough is what they say. <laughs> one of the other uh, one of the other things they're uh, they're betting on is will Betty White be in another Snickers commercial? Betty is uh, what ninety eight years old now. She going to show up in a uh, in a Snickers commercial this year. Another prop bet for you: Will Mister Peanut uh, will his monocle come loose in the ad for Planters? Will there be a Planters ad? There's got to be. They always do. Speaking of uh, speaking of Super Bowl and uh, things like this, we need to talk about Betty White. Uh, there are two celebrities battling to see who loves her loves her most, and then there's that Sam Elliott Old Town Road, um, where he recites Old Town Road for the Doritos ad. We need to talk about that here in a little bit. Remind me. So other odds on favorites, uh, things they're talking about. Are you going to see some celebrity butt crack? Uh, J Lo. He's going to be doing the halftime show. Both J-Lo and Shakira are going to be doing the halftime show. Somebody wants to know if you're going to see her butt crack or butt cleavage, as they call it. Believe it or not, these are, these are actual bets they make. And will there be a wardrobe malfunction? I don't think so. Could be wrong. If you would have asked me before the Janet Jackson Timberlake show, I would have said no. And I would have been really wrong. And there's still that controversy there. Some people say that was uh, that was all planned. Say it was Timberlake's idea. I don't know. He is a genius. I can say that. So um, I told you we'd talk about uh, some of this other stuff going on with uh, Super Bowl. You know, Sam Elliott has been um, they've been teasing that Doritos ad with him, where. Sam Elliott and all you girls know exactly who I'm talking about. Where Sam recites Old Town Road for the Doritos ad. And I don't know if this is going to do it any justice or not. Uh, but I want you to listen to it because I think it's I think it's pretty good. However, 
it, it may not do it justice because you're not you can't see the video with it obviously but this is uh, sam elliott in the doritos teaser ad for super bowl where he recites old town road check it out i got the horses in the back horse stack is attached Hat is matte black i got the boots is black to match riding on a horse ah you can whip your Porsche I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. It's going to be, that's going to be fun. Of course, why do we watch Super Bowl? Yeah, not only did he was going to become a come world champions, also, you got to watch it for the ads. Very excited about that. Coming up, remind me, Hank Azar is not going to do uh, a boo anymore for The Simpsons. Probably know why. And who is it that loves Betty White more than than anyone else? Is it Ryan Reynolds? Is it perhaps Sandra Bullock? They were both in uh, what, what was it? Was it two weeks' notice? What was the, uh, was the Betty White was there? Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock all did a movie together, and I can't think of the, I can't think of the name. It'll come to me. So uh, her birthday was uh, this past week, and Ryan Reynolds and uh, both Sandra Bullock posted uh, videos to tell Betty that they loved him more than the other one loves him. Here's a little here's a little clip from that. Happened Happy on Friday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Betty. From Sandy who loves you more than Ryan. From Ryan who loves you so much more than Sandy. Happy birthday. What does Sandy do for you every year? I mean, does she like show up and hand deliver flowers for you? And to wearing nothing but black socks and a, and a dozen gold bracelets, just like you requested. You doubt it. I love you. Happy birthday. So that's uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds finding for the affection of Betty White, uh, who had a birthday on Friday. Pretty cool, I think. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Sand, uh, Sandra, Sandy, went to school at East Carolina University. And reports are that whenever um, whenever she's shooting a movie, one of the things she has to have on the craft service table is a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, they're going to have Krispy Kreme donuts out for her. That's, that's what I hear anyway. You know how the celebrities are. Speaking of celebrities, how would you like to uh, request a, uh, a lift? Pull out your app. Look for a Lyft driver to come pulling up, and it's Will Smith. That happened. Uh, latest celebrity to do a Lyft driver switcheroo was Will Smith. It happened to some riders down in uh, in Miami. Apparently, when they hailed an Uber, Will Smith showed up in a brand-new Porsche, the one featured in the brand-new Bad Boys for Life movie. Three very surprised passengers, and they got a, a little surprise at the end of the ride. Check this out. Hey! I'm your lift driver. I don't have all day to be waiting. Get in. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? This is super cool. This just got super cool. <laughs> What's up, man? What's good, bro? How are you with speed, Alex? Are you comfortable with speed? I love speed. You love speed because this car is ridiculous, Alex. Oh, my God. What? We make a good team. You did great, man. I got a little gift for you. I'm going to give you... One year free of Lyft. No way. All your Lyft <laughs> next year is free. You gotta be kidding me. I want to give you a little gift if you don't mind. Okay, is it the car? Is it the car? <laughs> <laughs> 
That girl said, is it the car? No, free lift for a year. And you get to meet Will Smith, which I which I thought was pretty cool. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have now officially given up their royal titles. The Queen says she supports their uh, uh, decision to do so and wishes them well. Harry said uh, he's sad about it, but there was no other option. They didn't have any other choice. It brings me great sadness that it has come to this. The decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one I made lightly. It was so many months of talks after so many years of challenges. And I know I haven't always gone it right, but as far as this goes, there really was no other option. What I want to make clear is we're not walking away. And we certainly aren't walking away from you. Hmm. Now, they plan to spend some of their time in the, uh, the UK as well as Canada. And maybe get out of the limelight. Well, get out of the royal limelight. See, uh, Harry is working on a show that's in development with Apple. And, of course, Megan uh, will always, uh, I would think, would go back to doing what she's done before. We'll have to see. They're going to have to have some kind of income somewhere. Somebody's going to have to give them some money. I don't know how much how much they had saved back or how much money they were given. But when you have a royal stipend, that changes quite a bit. Wouldn't you think? I don't know. I think it'd be scary. Ask any trust fund baby out there. It'd be scary, I would think. It'd be like quitting your, your full-time job. I mean, that's what I compare it to anyway. I don't know. What's going on with Jennifer Anderson and uh, and Brad Pitt? Boy, the internet is all a flutter with that. Everybody's talking about the fact that they, uh, they were hanging out backstage. And, of course, uh, Sparks supposedly flew. Uh, everybody's uh, everybody's talking about it, including the guys at Late Night. You know, something we do every day on the show is we do the Up Late Update, where we give you kind of a recap of what happened with the Late Night guys. So obviously they'll be talking about the uh, they'll be talking about the Super Bowl. They'll be talking about Jennifer and Brad, and they'll also be talking about uh, the Kardashians. It is your Up Late Update. Here's what you missed this morning on the show. At the SAG Awards, Sparks flew as Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt reunited backstage. Sparks also flew at Angelina Jolie's house when she threw rocks at her TV. <laughs> Las Vegas is already taking bets for the Super Bowl, and this is very interesting. Since 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is white and named Jimmy, there are two-to-one odds he might become a late-night talk show host. <laughs> Kim Kardashian released a trailer this weekend for her new two-hour documentary called Kim Kardashian, The Justice Project, not to be confused with Kanye's new two-hour documentary called Kanye, The Kanye Kanye. <laughs> National Treasure 3 is reportedly in the works, also uh, Bad Boys 4. Meanwhile, the new ideas department in Hollywood has been let go. <laughs> you, would th- you would think if someone could come up with, with some kind of an original... Um, original project they make millions don't you think coming up i want to talk about this jewelry thief that left a fanny pack behind with his id in it mm-hmm. dumb criminals and uh this 83 year old lady who's now got a hit song on uh on the charts there in the uk number seven on the itunes chart it's a remake of an old frank sinatra tune and you're saying okay pretty incredible she's 83 she's got a hit on itunes uh which which can be done but what about this uh, she's got dementia. Yeah, a lady uh, from a nursing home in the UK who suffers from dementia recorded a duet of Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, the old My Way song, and it's now number seven on the iTunes chart. It, it was only up there, I think, for like 24 hours before it 
it went to number seven. Here's a little clip of this lady. beautiful song very well done and the folks apparently the folks in uk just loving it it's now number seven on the itunes chart uh speaking of itunes spotify things like that spotify has decided to give jill and i our own channel so uh, i'll give you details as that comes along they're working on that right now plus we've got a whole new line of merch coming your way you'll be able to pick up some of that the jill merchandise that's so highly sought after and some other pretty cool stuff um Plus, you know, you can catch us on YouTube, right? Ray and the Jill TV. Make sure you subscribe to that. So here's the deal. Uh, a thief near San Diego grabbed an $80,000 gold necklace from a jewelry store. Uh, and cops were in hot pursuit. They know who the guy is. How is that possible? Well, the guy left his ID behind. Yeah. Uh, coming up in the next episode, we'll explain. Uh, well, coming up here in this next uh, session here, we'll explain what happened to the guy. Uh, how he left his ID behind, dumb criminals, all that, and a bunch more. It's coming up just moments from now, right here on our podcast with uh, Dixie 105.7 and Ray Turner. Ray and Jill in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we wake you up? Only on Dixie 105.7. All right, listen up, kids. Uh, we're back now. Listen, when we uh, when we left you just a moment ago, we were talking about this uh one of those dumb criminal type kind of things. And no, believe it or not, this one doesn't come out of the great state of Florida, which is some kind of a shock. This one actually comes out of California. A thief near San Diego apparently grabbed a necklace worth about $80,000. It was gold necklace uh, or necklaces valued at more than $80,000. Uh, cops know exactly who he is because he left his ID behind. Now, why would he leave his ID behind? Obviously, it wasn't from or by design. Apparently he had his he had his ID in his fanny pack. And when he when he ran from the cops, his fanny pack got hooked on the door and fell off. So now they have his ID. So they're gonna go track him down. <laughs> One that serves him right for wearing a fanny pack. Maybe maybe that's the deal. Maybe, maybe that should be your takeaway from this. It, no, seriously. If you wear a fanny pack, you wear a fanny pack. But uh the, don't leave your eye. Don't put your ID in anything that where you're going to go out on a job and wear gloves. I'm, here I am giving cat burglar tips, huh? Uh, if you were in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, you probably saw the uh, police department looking for a guy who passed a counterfeit check. Who uses counterfeit checks anymore? I didn't know that people still did that stuff. And in that, and there's video surveillance everywhere with ring doorbells and with uh, cameras in the stores and out of the stores and nearly on every street corner, there's cameras everywhere. Uh, so I'm just, I'm still amazed that people try this stuff to me that, that, that just seems kind of crazy. But then again, crazier things have happened, huh? Uh, like this, we, I, I think we started talking about this earlier. I don't know if we, if we got to it or not, there's a clear video of a, of a couple having relations in public. Um, and for some reason, two male police officers decided to reenact it. Cops in Thailand are looking for a couple to film themselves or having sex outdoors. Uh, in the video, you can clearly see a man and a woman 
Uh, you can see their faces. But for some reason, these two cops in Bangkok uh, decided to uh, reenact the photo, I guess, maybe to make it make it safe so anybody could view it. I don't know. I don't I don't get this or not. But apparently it's a, a loot act, which would which should be right. Uh, the couple uh, that they're looking for could place a face up to $150 in fines for having a, for making or doing this loot act in public. But like I said, that's not the most shocking part. The shocking, the shocking part about it is that uh, these two cops decided to reenact the photo. You'd have to see it. We'll we'll put it up somewhere. I don't want to put it on our on our Facebook page. I don't want the kids seeing it. It's well, they're they're both fully clothed, but ju it's just it's too weird for me to put up. So let me ask you this. And Jill and I were talking about this the other day. We we're talking about doing a. Uh, doing one of those campaigns on Facebook where we ask everybody to return their shopping cart. We thought it might be just kind of a fun thing to do. See if we can get everybody on the same page for the same day. And I was reading this article that asked people, do you always put your shopping cart away? Do you do it only if it's convenient? Now I'm no do-gooder. I'm no hero. I don't always put my shopping cart back. I try to on a regular basis, especially if it's windy, cold, rainy, that kind of thing. Why? Well, because I I just feel bad. People are having to go back and pick my mess up. We try and teach our kids, put your stuff away. And I think if I'm using their shopping cart, I should return it. And then what's that grocery store? There's a grocery store out there that charges you a quarter. You can't unlock the shopping cart without a quarter. What is Aldi. Aldi, that's what it is. So when you get their shopping cart, you got to give them a quarter. That unlocks the cart. Then when you return the cart, it kicks your quarter back out to you which I think is brilliant because when you roll up to their lot, there are not a bunch of shopping carts blowing around, smacking into each other's cars. You don't have a guy you're paying or a gal you're paying to go out there and pick up carts. You do it yourself. So uh, people who always return their cart, that's a particular kind of person. Uh, they have a sense of obligation. They feel bad for making someone else do it. Like I said, that, that's me. I don't know. I just feel bad for someone else having to return my cart. Do I always take it back in? No, but I always put it in the stall if I don't take it in. I try and take it back into the store so they don't have to come out and, and clean up after me. Never returns a cart. People who never return a uh, cart feel like it's someone else's responsibility. They justify by saying, hey, listen, give someone else a job. Gives them something to do. Convenience returns. People who only return the cart if the weather is nice, if they're parked close, uh, so they can just, you know, pop it back in. And I'll admit, I, I, I always, not always, but if I can, I always park next to a, to a cart return. Because I feel like I got more room there. And I feel like it makes it convenient for me just to pop my cart right into the return. So that's a convenient return. Pressure. Then there's the pressure to return. Are you one of those people? Uh, people who do it because they know someone's watching you. Maybe there's a lot attended out there. There's an employee around. Or maybe somebody who's parked next to you who knows you. So you feel like, eh, I'm going to look bad if I don't take my cart back in. So there are those people. And then there's the child-driven return, uh, which I strongly believe in. If it's safe. I'm not talking about sending a three-year-old back to the back to the corral with a card. I'm talking about, uh, you know, one of your kids because gone are the days when we used to have to change the channel. So now what do the kids do? Mine don't hardly take out the trash. Wouldn't hurt him to return a cart. 
at work for them, I would think anyway. So just something to think about and, and look for us. So I think we're going to put up a post and say, you know, let's make like, you know, one day out of the, uh, the coming month, return your cart day. That might be kind of fun. You know, something like that. So let's talk about relationships. Then uh, coming up, we'll talk about birthdays. Find out who's got birthdays. Something we talked about a little bit this morning is people spend two months in a relationship with somebody they're going to dump uh, for various different reasons. The average person will spend two months longer in a relationship than they want to because they can't find a way out. According to a brand new survey out there, these are the top reasons for staying with somebody longer than what you planned on. One thing they said is to avoid the hassle of, of divvying up your stuff. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to decide who gets what. The record collection. By the way, kids, Google that. Uh, and then there's the, the whole birthday thing. They've got a birthday coming up or their significant other uh, has got a birthday coming up. They want to wait till that's over before they do the split. And then there are those who need to plan. They need time. I got to plan this breakup. I got to figure out how it's going to work. How am I going to do it? What am I going to say? Where am I going to do it? So that's one thing. Then there's the people who don't break up because they've got the fear of being alone. I can understand that. I, I've got no plans to break up, by the way. But I don't mind being alone. Like some alone time. Get to binge watch a movie or read a book. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Uh, a lot of people don't break up because of the holidays. If you got a holiday coming up, Valentine's Day, you don't want to break up before the holiday. It seems uh, seems petty. So you got to wait till after the holiday's over. A lot of people worry about how they're going to react. What if you're dating a psycho? What if you don't know you're dating a psycho? What if they turn psycho on you? So the fear of how they're going to react will keep you from breaking up. Figuring out the right way to say it. Again, that goes back to planning. Uh, not knowing how to uh, how to end things, again, gives the planning. Uh, somebody else said, um, just waiting for the right time. And oftentimes, when you're waiting for the right time, then before you know it, oh, God, it's been two, long, two months already. <laughs> and then the overall, uh, the overall aspect or the overall feeling is you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So, therefore, you put it off. Sometimes they think it's better just to rip off the Band-Aid. Not like they can't see it coming, right? Right? Am I, am I wrong on that? Celebrating birthdays today. There's a few folks uh, celebrating a birthday. Uh, Kevin Costner's son on the, uh, on the show uh, Yellowstone. Luke Grimes, 36 years old today. Happy birthday going out to him. Baby Spice celebrating her birthday. Uh, she's 44. Not so much a Baby Spice anymore, but still. Uh, Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise, she's 64 years old today. Robbie Benson, um, he's 64. That's Billy Joe McAllister from the 1976 classic Oda Billy Joel. 64 years old. Billy Ocean is 70. Caribbean Queen and other big hits. Mac Davis, biggest hit probably what? Don't get hooked on me. 78 years old. He also wrote uh, In the Ghetto for Elvis. Jack Nicholas, probably the greatest golfer alive, uh, won 18 majors. Tiger Woods only won 15. Think about that. He's 80. Of course, he didn't do it when he was 80, but he's 80 now. Grandmaster Jay would have had a birthday today with uh, Run DMC. 
Wolfman Jack also would have celebrated his birthday had he not left us in 1995. One of the greatest disc jockeys of all time. Oh, Wolfman. My buddy Lonnie used to work for Wolfman Jack. He would have had a birthday today. Also, Benny Hill, comedian genius from the UK, would have had a birthday today had he not passed in 1992. Still to come, uh, what do we got? You're the rat four days from now. Valentine's Day is coming up in 24 days. And today is National Hug Day. Speaking of Year of the Rat, you hear about this new, uh, what's this new disease they got going on over, over in China? <sighs> Scary stuff in today's world. Listen, gang, we're going to wrap up this little dog and pony show. We will invite you uh, to join us back here uh, tomorrow. We'll do a podcast again after the show. And don't forget, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at Ray of the Jill TV. Also, um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, go and do that. And look for new videos coming your way real soon. Been fun being here. I got to go get on the phone. It's uh, my day to take uh, calls from uh, Nashville. So I'll go check that out. Tomorrow morning, uh, starting at 6 a.m., we start another round of giveaways for the country mega ticket. So if you didn't win this morning, be listening tomorrow. We'll do another country montage. And we got six big acts coming on the country mega ticket. You could win a ticket to each one of the shows for Brad Paisley, Kenny Chesney, Lady Annabellum, Chris Young, Luke Bryan, and Rascal Flats. Brad Paisley is going to be there Friday night, June the 12th. Chesney on a Wednesday night show, June 17th. Lady Annabellum on a Thursday night, August the 6th. Chris Young and special guest Scotty McCurry, North Carolina boy, going to be there on a Thursday night, August the 13th. Luke Bryan, Big Show, Morgan Wallen, Runaway June, August the 21st. That'll be a Friday night show. And Rascal Flats, their farewell tour, September the 11th, up at the Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. Be listening tomorrow morning. Another chance for you to win your country mega tickets. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Thank you guys for joining us here. Be listening every day for a podcast recap of what happened for the morning show. Thank you guys for keeping it country. Have a blessed day. <laughs>